All right, so the question Drew and I get asked every single day is how do you start a podcast? When we were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we both had so many questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? And most importantly, how do we make money from our podcast? The answer is simple. Anchor. Anchor is your one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all people, it's 100% free and it's ridiculously easy to use. Even Drew can use it. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, guys, that's exactly what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and Drew and the whole diverse community of podcasters around the world that are already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. We can't wait to hear your podcast. All right, this is the follow-through with Clips and Drew. We promise you guys some dope interviews. We promise you guys some dope content. Our first interview is going to be with our boy Jerry Dupree. He is a fan of the podcast. He is a friend of the podcast. If you're an NBA fan, if you're a basketball fan, you need to listen to this interview. We're going to take him from high school to USC to NCAA scandal to Laker basketball to stories about Kobe Bryant to falling out from the NBA to going to and one and being one of the original and one players Jerry aka the assassin Dupree and then we're going to talk about going to North Korea with Dennis Rodman people aren't giving you this story guys I want you guys to listen to this it's the follow-through with clips and drew pay attention This is your boy Clips. <laughs> How you doing, Clips? What's going on, bro? Dude, I'm doing well, man. We appreciate Cl- uh, Drew and I appreciate you coming on our show. You are our first phone interview, and there's a reason for that because you've been a homie of mine for a long time, right? Right. And your story to me uh, is something that I think people need to hear. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, you know, and so I, for people that don't know Jerry Dupree. Like I know Jerry Dupree. Like I want to start at the beginning, okay? Like you you grew up playing ba- you grew up playing basketball. Like how did it all start for you? Yeah, well, it all started well, I'm born and raised in Los Angeles. Um pops moved me to Riverside, California. Um after I finished elementary school, went to high school in Riverside. So I was playing baseball. My dad played minor league for the Expos, and he was a big baseball fanatic. Still is to this day. 
So he was big in baseball. So he actually was my first ever coach for my baseball team was my dad. What position? So, <clears throat> pitcher in first base. That's a big pitcher right there. Were you always a tall kid? By the way, let everybody know you're you're six seven, right? Yeah, six foot seven, <laughs> definitely. Yep. Um, no, it's funny that you asked that. Um, basically, me and my dad, we uh, did an interview. I mean, not an interview. We did um, a camp or what? I'm trying. No, 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 no. I had a doctor's appointment, and me and my dad did a physical. That's the word right, I was looking right, for. Right. Physical. And my dad was taller than me. My dad was actually six foot one, and I was five nine. And this was what this was my freshman year in high school. You were only five nine as a freshman. Yeah, we went to uh, this physical. My dad was taller than me. I grew by three or four inches the summer of my sophomore year, going to my sophomore year. So you went from 5'9 to 6'3. I went to 5'9 to 6'3 sophomore year. Then junior year, I went to 6'5. And by my senior year, I was 6'7. Crazy. So, like, did your position change too? Like, 5'9, you were probably a point guard, right? Because I know you got handles. Where no, they, actually, 5'9 was kind of tall. Where, oh, yeah, that's, actually, that's true. That's true. Yeah, it was kind of tall. I was kind of still, like, one of the tallest guys. I was always had a slender body, kind of longer than everyone else. So, And so you were playing basketball, taller. too, though? Like, was it just baseball? Like, going No, I, never, I didn't play basketball. I didn't start playing basketball until high school. I didn't start playing basketball until I was about 15 years old, maybe. Seriously? Like, after my – seriously, like <laughs> – after I met John Smith, superstar camp, uh-huh. like I went, I went to a basketball camp before I even knew that I wanted to play basketball. I only did it because my friends was going. They was like, "Come with us." I was like, "All right, I go." And I asked my dad, "Can I get like hundred and fifty dollars to go to San Diego for like a week to go do the superstar camp?" And he was like, "No, at first, because he's not big basketball." Right. And then all of a sudden, he was like. I begged him. He was like, all right, all right, all right. I'm tired of you begging me. Go ahead. All right. That's where you sign it. And so, so he you, let me go. Was there anybody at that camp that, that we would know or any of the the listeners would know? Uh, shit. Uh, yes, probably. I just don't remember right now. <laughs> 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 I guarantee it's definitely so. Quite a few probably. So you, you, know, so um, you go to Superstar Camp on a whim because your friends are going. And then, right. like, how do you play? Like, do you, like, like, how's it go? Well, I was always athletic. So mm-hmm. either playing baseball or playing basketball like in um, lunchtime with some of my friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was still always more athletic than most of the people there, even the bigger guys or the faster guys. I could compete with the smaller guys. I could pe- compete with the big guys, you know. That was always a gift of mine, but I just didn't know how to play the game, you know. Then when I met John Smith, you know, he became my high school coach the following year, mm-hmm. coming to my sophomore year. and. He started teaching me, you know, different fun, different fundamentals because he played for Jerry Tarkanian at UNLV. Right. So Tark the Shark. He, yeah, Tark the Shark. Shout out to him. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, he taught you know Coach Smith his way. So Coach Smith came as a young coach teaching his high school team, you know, the fundamentals of the game. So that's how I kind of got my first taste of real competition basketball and thought that I wanted to take it seriously and did, and did it come easy to you Jerry because like you know one of my one of my favorite stories and I'm flash forwarding a little bit but like when I talk about you to people that know you and a lot of people do know you you're very I mean you're the assassin bro like everybody knows you in LA definitely right. you know what I right. mean long history in this definitely and we're going to get into that but like my favorite yeah. story about you is uh, for, for those that don't know Jerry was we played together on our brand black team um, right. And Jerry was, I've never seen anybody. We, we were driving <clears throat> to Venice Beach from San Diego. 
<laughs> and we we blew out a tire. Our game was like at, at two o'clock. We blew out a tire in his beamer, in, in Jerry's beamer. We had to get picked up, take my truck, get up to Venice right. Beach. We we came uh, you know, a quarter into the game. Jerry laces up his shoes and dropped thirty five. Like it was no big deal. I've never seen and, somebody... and and tell him too that we did drive an hour from where we caught a flat. Dude, it, <laughs> it was took our drive. This, this traffic. Was, it was a four hour no matter what. Jerry ended up having to right. stay at my house. But like the the whole preface Man. of that is to say that, you know, when you say you were gifted and, and athletic, like I've never seen anybody that's been able to do that, especially on a street ball court at thirty four years old. You know what I mean? Right. This isn't like you're some yeah. young buck during this game. Anyways, back to what we were talking about. So you right. get to high school and then you notice that, like, when was it in high school that you knew, like, shit, maybe I'll be able to play college, you know? Shit, my my sophomore year at the camp. When I, when I went to camp, I seen all different types of players, mm-hmm. all different sizes, and all different athletic abilities. And once I knew that I could run, jump, and play with these guys, I just didn't know how to play basketball at the time. I knew right then and there because we had college coaches there, we had you know recruits there, we had you know Scott whatever. Just it was the whole battle. Were they on your nuts there. too? Like were they were they on you there? Oh yeah, because I was dunking, running the court. You know, it was like oh you have potential. You know, work on this, work on your shot, work on your dribbling, work on this, mm-hmm. focus, blah blah blah. It's like yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> my junior my junior year, it's when it really really opened my eyes. Now why is that? Because why? How do you notice because, that? Because I was starting on my varsity team now. As a junior? As a junior. Right. Okay. So I was I was the power forward on this team. Mm-hmm. Well, really, power forward center because now I'm six foot five and I'm damn near the tallest guy on the team. We had probably two or three other guys that was kind of my height, mm-hmm. but I was the best guy at that position mm-hmm. at that time. And Coach Smith really believed in me. So I had so I got the starting position in high school and just really started finessing the the, the post game. Right. And taking Baby it a little looks. more seriously too. Did you like did, Yeah. Right. Yeah, taking it more seriously, mm-hmm. you know, waking up, going to zero period. That's six in the morning. That was the worst. I had that too, dude. So you're hitting those zero periods, like you're going to practice, every and everything's coming together and you're getting recognized. Yeah, everything's coming there because I'm competing with the seniors. Mm-hmm. I'm keep competing with the guys that are supposed to be the best on the team, the mm-hmm. best in the school, you know, best in the city, whatever. So I went to a, a um Valley View High School in Moreno Valley, and it was Division One, I, I think Double A, something like that. So we was in the highest division of high school basketball. Mm-hmm. So we played against schools like Dominguez. That's when I met Kenny Bruner my sophomore year, actually, because Kenny Bruner is two years older than me. So and people got I, can I can I interrupt you really fast though? Because yeah, Kenny, yeah. Kenny's a good friend of both of ours. Uh, it, Kenny Bruner is an LA legend. Literally, like you can ask any. Any player from Los Angeles, and they will tell you Kenny Bruner's their top five best best point guards. True, true. Dominguez High School, number one in the nation, nineteen ninety five, ninety six, ninety seven. That's Tayshawn <laughs> Prince era, right? Yeah, Tayshawn Prince, Jason Thomas, right. Kenny Bruner, Tyson. And- Tyson was there. No, not Tyson. Tyson actually was the younger. He was actually the young guy watching these guys. Tyson Chandler we're talking about, by the way. Yeah, Tyson Chandler. What a beast was he in high school, by the way. Did you get to see him? Because I went to one of his games. Who, Tyson Chandler? Yeah, bro. I gave Tyson Chandler the business. (laughs) Google it. Google Jerry Dupree. Google it. Let me hear how you gave gave Tyson Chandler. He couldn't dunk. He was skinny. 
But he was good though. He was a good player, athletic. Right. I get. I have a news article saying that Jerry Dupree gave Tyson Chandler the business. <laughs> L.A. Times or one of these sports articles. You can actually Google this shit. It's we probably will. like forty-five. It's probably like forty-five pages in when you type in Jerry Dupree. <laughs> right. But yeah. Oh yeah. I, I gave. I gave a lot of people. Tayson Prince. Right. I gave him a hard time. But he was back then. Dominguez High School shooting from half court. For He'll real. Dribble one two. What? He'll dribble. One, two, pass half court, and just pull up. So he was doing. Shut up! I've never heard. He that was about pulling. Tyson. He was pulling the the Curry mm-hmm. back in 1997. Left hand. Anybody tell you that? Anybody that played against these top teams, mm-hmm. Dominguez High School, Jason Thomas, Tayshawn Prince, mm-hmm. all these guys. Yes, he would come, dribble, probably twice after the half court, and just pull up and nothing but net and backpedal like for real. All skinny, yes, crazy. I never seen nothing like it in my life. But I guarded him. It was a tough. He gave me 35. I gave him like 35. You know, it was equal. But he was the bigger name. Right. Right. I was the guy that was from from Riverside. Yeah, like you're not at that high school. Yeah, I'm not at that high school because I was supposed to. If I stayed in Los Angeles, I would have went to Crenshaw or Dorsey High School. Right. And you probably would have been more recognized. So, like, so high school, like, uh, your senior year, you're getting recruited. You know, who's recruiting you? Obviously, these colleges are looking at you. What's that kind of process like? Yeah, that process kind of happened to me my end of my sophomore year after playing on varsity my sophomore year and playing. But summertime is very big. Summertime is where you get all the colleges seeing you. The, so, the AAU games and shit? Yeah, the AAU games. I played with Slammer Jam with um, Coach Alvin Hunter out of Riverside for Slammer Jam. So we played against different tournaments like the Pump Brother tournaments mm-hmm. and the Big Time, Vegas, all these big time tournaments. So when I came to my junior year, I came from class, not class, I came from basketball practice one day, and my dad was like, you have some mail in you upstairs, I put it on your bed. He didn't tell me what it was. Mm-hmm. He made it seem like it was just a regular letter or something. Mm-hmm. So he was like, it was, he was like some mail. So I was like, oh, plural, I got more than one. What is this? What's going on? So at the time, I went upstairs, went to my room, checked it. Probably like 15 different <laughs> envelopes. For real? <laughs> yeah, because at the time, when what these colleges did back in like 99 98 2000 whatever they would send you like uh, uh one letter but it'd be like 20 different letters right under it right so it'd be like 20 different envelopes but it'd be one main letter right. and they have a rubber band and they send it all at one time so it's like you're getting 20 letters at one time so who was That's watching you who wanted you oh my god washington state uh arizona state uh Kansas, Kentucky, UC, not UCLA, UNLV, um, Cincinnati, Miami, DuPont, Princeton, Harvard, um, all all the the Cal State schools, Mm -hmm. all the UC schools, except for UCLA, did not recruit me. Weird. Why why do you think that is? I have no idea. Maybe because I wasn't an LA guy. I don't know. Which I'm born and raised in Los Angeles, but... I was raised mostly in high school years in Riverside, Marina Valley. I don't know. But, you know, because I made it to the McDonald's All-American Honorable Mention, Mm -hmm. top 100 players in Mm -hmm. the country, Mm -hmm. uh, with Casey Jacobson, Capono came out that year. Casey, Uh, my homie. And Capono was, people don't even understand, Capono was getting buckets in high school. So unorthodox and so slow, like a Paul Pierce slowed down. 10 times. <laughs> but got buckets, though. 
And oh, yes. Know how, knows how to score. You and know, if you I'm not mistaken, isn't Casey the all-time leading scorer in California? I mean, Tracy I Murray. so. Yeah, I think he beat to, yeah. Tra- Tracy Something and like Cameron that. Murray. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so all these schools are on your nuts, right? And obviously you, right. you, you understand that, like, you're going to go to college now. Like, I'm going to go to college and play basketball. I just have to choose one of no. these schools. No? No. Okay, tell Didn't me. Didn't work out like that. Why? So... Because school for me was kind of like, ah, whatever. So I had the opportunity to either not go to school or go to school. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't a great student. Right. Neither was I, I wasn't interested in these subject matters that they was giving me. I was kind of like, ah, whatever. Ah, mm-hmm. Basketball practice. Ah, right. get ready. Got a game Friday. Ah, right. let's do that. Right. So I barely passed. Mm-hmm. Wasn't good enough to get in the university right out of high school. So I had to go to JUCO. So I ended up going to Southern Idaho, which was a nationally ranked JUCO powerhouse in the JUCO rankings. That's when I met Smush Parker. That's when I met Kenny Bruner, Uche Okavor, Matt Sebrin, Cardell Butler, Ballaholic from Anwan. Um So are, they, are all these guys kind of in the same position that you were, though? Like maybe not All the best these guys teams? in the same position. Right. Kenny Bruner, you know, he came yeah. from... Yeah out of high school to going straight to Division One was Georgetown, mm-hmm. big time. He was good. George Thomas, Allen Iverson, teammate, like, whoa, big time. Right. But, you know, from let him tell the story, some things happened, didn't work out, he had to transfer to Fresno. Mm-hmm. Fresno, some things didn't work out, he had to transfer to Southern Idaho, which was a JUCO. That's when I met him, and 1999. Was that, was that uh, a, sh- a culture shock to you as well because – you know, I've lived in Memphis, I've lived in Atlanta, I've lived in Arkansas, I've lived a bunch of different places, and Southern Idaho would definitely be on the last of my list, especially somebody that's from California, <laughs> right? Southern Idaho was like a place like, I'd never be go there, like, for what? Right. Like, why would I ever need to go to Southern Idaho? Oh, but no, you're going to Southern Idaho with a scholarship, mm-hmm. like a Division One type of school, but it's a JUCO. And you're on the team with Bruno I mean, there? You guys played? You guys played? Oh, yeah. Me, me and Bruno were roommates right off jump. Okay. Okay. First That's, day. That sounds scary. Oh, this I, no, this is how serious it was. Okay. I graduated June, I think, 16th. I went to Disneyland June 17th. I was in Idaho June 19th. <laughs> living, living there. Moved out of my parents' house. You went from Disneyland to Southern Idaho. Disneyland to a <laughs> private jet to Southern Idaho. That Not is, a private jet. I take that bad. A the, private plane. I private plane. Whatever, dude. It right. is what it yeah. is. So it is what it is. So you're in Southern Idaho. You had to do a year there. I'm. Uh, I'm assuming you did. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I did a year. I started my summer, so I got a head start from the other students. So I had summer credits. Got your into my, Got your yeah. grades yeah. up. Yeah, I got my grades mm-hmm. up. Figuring out, like, damn, if you got to do good now, school to go to a school. And are you killing so, at Southern Idaho too? Like, what? Oh, I'm I'm an average player. I'm averaging about seven points a game, okay. probably four rebounds a game. So not nothing playing, crazy. Only nothing great. Only playing maybe like twelve minutes a game because I had guys, you know, from New York, kind of better than me in their, in different positions. Mm-hmm. Guys older than me come from Division Ones. Mm-hmm. See, back then a lot of JUCO guys came from Division One, kind of like the D League. Right, you know, back then, Division One schools would bring guys down to JUCO 
mm-hmm. bring them back up. Mm-hmm. That makes to get sense. Get their grades and everything. Yeah. Like Last Chance You, kinda... if anybody's watched that on Netflix, it's like kind of like exactly. The same thing. Okay. And then they get you ready to come back to make your comeback back yeah. to D one. Make a comeback to Division right. One. You only got one more chance. Mm-hmm. After that, it's a wrap. You can't. You got to go to NAIA or you got to go pro. So are are, are are different colleges looking at you? Like who's looking at you now? You go from a stack of mail. So now I go from there to the powerhouse where all these teams and all these schools and NBA scouts are looking at my team now in mm-hmm. JUCO. Right. Because we had the Smush Parkers, the Okusei Okafors, the Kenny Bruners. Now we got NBA scouts and college. Yeah, you had the farm down there. Like that's where you look for yes. JUCO players. It was I like agree. a farm there. Yeah. Yeah. Take you down to Idaho. You go down there. You don't. It's nothing to do. But play basketball, play basketball, right? That's all you're doing. Yeah, you can't even get it. Here, chase some girls here right. and there. Go to a little bar here and there, but that's neither here. It's hard to get in trouble down, down there, yes. No, it's, it's easy to get in okay, trouble okay, down okay, there. Because, okay, maybe I'm just mistaken. Yeah, because a lot of these guys will come from different uh, urban areas, which, you know, they come. No, basically, take that back. It's not even the urban area. It's more of being the prima donna. It's more of being spoiled. Right. So I come from New York City, and right. I'm the man here, and I come down to Southern Idaho. I'm definitely, I'm triple the man now. No, you no. know all these white girls loving mm-hmm. you. You're killing on the court. Everyone's loving you. The people of the city loves you. Blah, blah, blah. Everywhere you go to restaurants, they love you. Free this. No. It's, it's like being in the NBA, but you're in Juco. That's crazy. So, yes. So it was, it was a great so year. It was a great year. It was an okay year. Mm-hmm. So who's some ups and downs? As as life does, though, Jerry, we all have them. You know what I mean. Like, but that was my first real injury. You got hurt at Idaho. Yeah, I got hurt. I fractured my um, my my um, fibula bone actually. So one of my teammates on my leg got tangled. Mm-hmm. And he went one direction, I went the other direction, and I f- stress fractured my tibula. Mm-hmm. And my coach was like, "Go to the trainer. Nothing. Blah 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 blah. You okay?" So I'm like, all right, it feels okay. You know, it's not that swollen. The trainer didn't know what was going on. Come to fact, find out, we thought it was a pull, look, muscle or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was a stress fracture. So that's when I realized, like, oh, shit. Because I had to wear a boot for like six weeks. Couldn't oh, play, couldn't practice. It was the worst. Like, oh, my God. Like, I'm not going to Division One. I'm fucked. Did you think that was all fucked by then? Like, did you think? Yeah, like, I thought it was about? over for me mm-hmm. because... I'm seeing every day these Division One schools picking players like flies. Like, I want this guy. Oh, I want this guy. What can we do to get you? Right. What can we do to get I'm looking like, no one's talking to me no more. Mm-hmm. You know? Hurt. How can they talk to me? We can't talk to you. We don't know what's going on with you, buddy. Mm-hmm. So for like two months, I was like, oh, my God. Like, damn it. Then I came back, so everything was good. But I wasn't playing much. Because you're hurt and you have to you have to ease it back in there. So how how yeah. does how does USC come into factor in this? Because you ended up ah, going to SC. I was just about to say that too. Yeah. So USC at the time was recruiting Kenny Bruner only. Mm-hmm. They came, Coach Dominguez came straight for Kenny Bruner. We want Kenny Bruner. We want Kenny Bruner. We want Kenny Bruner. We want him. I was like, oh shit, me and Kenny Bruner's roommates. So we talked about it. Mm-hmm. USC came. Maybe he was there like three or four days. Like just coming to practice every day, watching, mm-hmm. like a real interview, like. It was crazy because you see the the power of the bat, the game, and the power of how the NBA come and recruit players and really look at players like, oh, he has this capability. Yeah, he, this, they, he does this. Do, like, you, do you think they look at? Do you think they look at Kenny Bruner and at this point, Kenny Bruner and Jerry Dupree? Like, do, are are they just seeing dollar signs? Or are they seeing like what are these guys? Yeah, looking they seeing at? dollar signs. Oh, wait till I get into that. They're definitely seeing dollar signs because they got to win. Another, you oh, wait till win, I get to right? that. I mean, let me speed this story up because this is a lot of information. Go. So. Basically, USC was looking for Kenny Bruner. So basically, I told them, like, look, I want to go to USC. 
It was like, what? You want to come to USC? Remember, at the time, Kansas, Kentucky, Cincinnati, Miami, all these big-time schools was recruiting me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yep. I was like, yeah, I want to go to see. He's like, okay, let me see what I can do. No, it wasn't nothing like, he didn't say like, oh, yes, you're going to make it or cool, we want you. It was like, let me see what I could do. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to that summer, and I was like, I was at USC. So I picked up the phone call. Bibby's like, look, I want to come to USC. He's like, you do, I'm about to make it happen. Boom. You called it Henry happened. Bibby. I called Henry Baby. He was like, "Yo, I want to come to USC." Simple as that. I had a dream and I had the number because mm-hmm. Coach Dominguez like, "Here, here go my card." So, oh shit! Boom, boom, boom! I'm making this happen. I called them. I got myself in USC. And they said, "Okay, I, cool. I, we're gonna make that happen." They said, "Okay." They said, "Okay," because at the time they wanted Kenny Ruin, they couldn't get him. So who was the next, the next best thing? Was you. And you mentioned okay, so you call Henry Bibby, and like from my from my memory. Uh, I've heard nothing but but bad things about Henry Bibby as far as like he's a great coach and whatever. But he was an asshole, right? Like was this guy? Tough? Henry Bibby is an asshole. Henry Bibby is a straight up asshole, but he's a great guy. At the right. end of the day, I so me coming from Southern Idaho, it was some incident that happened that was all over the newspaper, all over the country. Mm-hmm. Basically, they said I took thirty five thousand dollars to go to USC. USC offered Mike. Southern Idaho coach thirty five thousand to recruit me to go to USC. Did that really happen? I mean, do we I know? believe it happened, but I didn't see none of right, that. You didn't I know anything I about saw it. Something. Fuck, I didn't know. The game is cold. It's a cold game right? in the basketball world, right? And you have no control over it. Nobody caps no control over it. It's so much money to be made. It's so much money is being made. Mm-hmm. It's so many people getting caught. Look at my guy Tony Bland. God, God Tony Bland played at Westchester, right? God bless you. That's my guy. Right. God bless you. He's the USC heck of no one of the coaches. Mm-hmm. And fucked around and got NCAA and FBI mm-hmm. got on his ass. So back to me, though. Yeah, we back to you. Later. Back to me. I get a knock at my door at 10 o'clock at night. It's the NCAA. Said, we didn't know. First, they called me. It's like, hey, it's the NCAA. Can we speak to JDP? I was like, hey, this is like, oh, we in your na- we in your backyard. That's how they worded it. We in your backyard. We want to can we talk to you for a little bit? What the fuck is nine fifty three for real? PM. The NCAA called you at ten o'clock bro, at night, bro. It's the nine. It's nine fifty three p.m. My dad is in the bed by this time. Mm-hmm. I had to drag my dad out the bed. It was to the point, I was like, Dad, can you come down? She's like, what the hell? I got to go sleep, boy. You know, I got to wake up in the morning. I'm like, uh, nah, I think you need to come You might want to come downstairs for this one. So they come, they so they called me like, yo, we in the neighborhood. I was like, oh, okay, can we talk to you? I was like, what? Okay, cool. I'm thinking like, maybe, you know, I don't know what's going on. What the fuck? Right. Like, okay. Knock on the door, ring the door. But hey, it's about five people. I'm like, whoa, you're deep. Okay. Hi, I'm such and such head of the NCAA. Oh, you're the head? Oh, what the fuck? You're the head? Like, you run everything? Yes. Oh, this is lawyer one. This is lawyer two. This is a videographer. Do you have somewhere we could plug this at? Can we sit down? Can we talk? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, can you get your parent? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, whoa. You're moving too fast, lady. Long story short. Yeah, long story short. Oh, we so we're here to investigate. Investigate? What the fuck are you talking about? You had no idea. This is coming out of left field for you. This is left field fucking field of dreams. I'm like, okay, this is my reaction, my exact reaction. Like, okay, what's going on? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, we heard that you took $35,000 for USA Recruit. You had some furniture for your coaches, staff, home, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what the fuck? Furniture and $35,000? Who the hell, who, who the fuck got this money? That was my first initial thought. Like, who got this money? Right. I know, because it's serious. Somebody got some money if they at my house. Right, like it's my pops? 
It's either pop. It's got to be pops, right? Is that the first thing you're thinking, or no? No, because he Hell wouldn't no. do that. So who are you thinking my, about? No, nah, my pops wasn't involved in my decisions like that. Mm-hmm. He was just a supporter. He was my father. He was just. Yeah, roof, my dad was like, my pops was like, roof over your head. I feed you. Yeah, and you do good and don't get in trouble. But if they're telling so, you that somebody got thirty five thousand dollars, my coach. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, okay, that makes sense. No, I so. They gave him thirty five thousand to give to me to recruit me. Mm-hmm. And he'd get like furniture for his office and for his home. Crazy dude, that, and that that shit happens, bro. And it happens every day. I was like furniture. Yeah, I was like furniture. <laughs> so NCAA basically say, "Yo, you lying to us? We go black boy. You ain't going to no school in the country. Letting us know. You got ten days to let us know. Blah blah blah. We shutting this down. We know you're trying to go to USC. That ain't happening. That's how they told me this. Shit. Really? Like, it's not. Yeah. She was like, "It's not happening. We're not tolerating this." I was like, oh, shit. Uh, I have nothing to do with that. I don't know. Are you sure? Yes. Were you, you scared? This? Were you scared? Like, what are you thinking? I was scared because I wasn't going to play basketball. And I was scared. Like, damn, I hope I don't get in trouble. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course I was scared. But at the end of the day, it brushed by. And I'm getting interviewed from LA Times, Riverside Press, Miami Day, New York Times, CNN, ABC, mm-hmm. NBC. Did you take the money? Did you take the money? Calling, calling my coach, calling my dad. How you get my dad phone number? How you get my mom phone number? How you get my little sister phone number? What the hell? It was that big of a deal. Yeah, man, it's NCAA violation, bro. Right, right. And before and before I went to USC, Sam Clancy got um, fucking um, uh, accused of that shit. Mm-hmm. Then you know my boy uh, Reggie Bush got his Heisman taken away taken for that away, shit. Dude. Then, oh, guess who else? O.J. Mayo just got kicked out of the basketball universe. He's ghost, period. bro. On a contract Yeah, he just ghost. He's on the island smoking weed with dreadlocks it's now. One, he's with fucking Ricky Williams somewhere, bro. Yeah, I know. You know what Him I mean? and Ricky dreadlocked out. But what what was O.J. Mayo thinking? Think about this, bro. On a contract year, like, with the money that Conley was getting. And, like, it doesn't all matter because people, once you have that money, let, let me tell you this. Once you have that money in your bank account... Mm-hmm. That other money that they say you're getting, it's not. It's like it's not even happening until it pops in your bank account. Mm-hmm. So I could sign a contract for a hundred million dollars, and I got probably fifty million of that money. Mm-hmm. The other fifty million, I'm not even really thinking about. I want it. Mm-hmm. Trust me, I want my money, right. but I'm not thinking about that money until it comes in my account the following week or whenever it's right. supposed to come. Right. That makes so sense. when you have that, yeah. So when you have that type of money, you like, I don't give a fuck. I got money. I'm gonna do what the fuck I want to do because right. I'm rich. You know that that saying, "I'm rich, bitch." Mm-hmm. I'm rich, bitch. That that was that. You're not thinking five years down the road. You're not thinking about like what's going on right now. In my no, life. you're yeah, not. You're, not you're spending that. money. You're living don't life. You, don't you traveling. think this too? Like I say this all the time. Like people always say, like, "Oh, you know, Mike Conley got 150 million. You know, James Harden got 200 million, or you know." And people always mention like. If I had that kind of money, I would do this and I would do that. But in no, actuality, no you have no shit. fucking idea what you would do. No, you, you, would, you would do cheese. some stuff. You do some shit, some simple shit as like buy a house and a car and give some friends and family money and that type of shit. But at the end of the day, you wouldn't even know what to do with that money. No, and that's why. That's why I, I just really like I, I can't fathom some of these guys complaining about the type of money they're making. And it's not enough. Like, come on, dude. You better invest your money the right way. You're mm-hmm. stupid. Why you don't own this house? Mm-hmm. Okay, I understand you leasing cars, but why you don't own this property? How you paying the mortgage? I never understood that guys that make millions getting the houses taken away because they can't pay their mortgage. What the fuck are you doing? Like you should why not be getting your car. Guys? Why did Eddie Curry get six cars repoed? You know what I mean? Like, come on. Because he he was letting somebody else control his money. Right. That too. And 
and he was just living life. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, you living life. You got six cars. You ain't thinking about car number five or six. Nah. You driving number one or two right now. And you're that's definitely that Porsche or that Beamer or that motherfucker yep. Rolls Royce. And you definitely aren't thinking about five years down the road playing NBA basketball. You're thinking like, I'm okay right no, now. Like I'm good. Cool. Right. And you don't. I got a three year contract. I got a five year contract. Right. You know, so anyways, yeah. but we'll get back to that in a minute. But yeah. so you get to go to SC, right? And you and and you're with Sam Clancy. I think Jeff uh, Jeff uh, uh, Trapanier was there. Trapanier, yeah. Sam Clancy, Jeff Trapanier, Scarlett uh, Breeding was a year before me. Trapanier mm-hmm. uh, was a year before me. I was there with David Buthenthal, Desmond Farmer, Eric and Dev Craven, the twins, and how and Roy O'Neill. How, how were you like in college? How were you at SC D one? Like, how are you feeling? I was nice, right? I was killer at USC. Now, 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 when I'm at USC, now I'm getting to my my groove. Now I'm getting to my body. Now I'm getting to my basketball game. Mm-hmm. Because guess what? In high school, I went play four or five. When I came to USC, came and was like, "No, you're a two three. Right? He wanted you shooting. He wanted you scoring the fucking ball. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You're a two three, but then you're not a four five. We got a big ass seven footer. That he's our five. We got another six nine. He's our four. You're a two three, but then mm-hmm. you got to compete against all your other teammates. Like seven of them mm-hmm. so i came in killing <laughs> just getting but was it easy for you like or not necessarily oh my god easy, I, but I, like... I was i was killing me i was killing before mm-hmm. it turned on for me mm-hmm. so before you go to college they have like summer leagues for college it's called the say no mm-hmm. that's what all the back then was all the top college guys from the local area play and guys from around the country too if they want to play play in this college league called the San Jose League right. so I was killing and do you remember college the best league. player you played against in college oh the best player I ever played against in college yeah that, oh, that's that, a good question that gave you a hard time I would time. say they gave me a hard time well, no one really gave me a hard Jerry. time that's Jerry I knew he was going to say that Jerry could be yeah, a I think the hard hardest time. guy I think the hardest guy the toughest guy I probably had to guard was um, Luke Rittenauer for real? Luke right Rittenauer was the hardest dude you ever had to guard. I had to guard him 90 feet. From the time Luke Rittenauer fucking dribbled, got the ball out of bounds mm-hmm. under under my basket, dribbling to his basket, I had to guard him. So you were tired. Uh, you were fucking worn out. No, mm-hmm. tired, never. I was a fucking machine. Okay. I came in at USC, took Dave, I took David Luthenthal's spot. He was a senior. I was a sophomore because mm-hmm. I red shirts. I get the extra year. Thank you, Lord. So... I came in as a sophomore, took his spot. Bro, first game, NIT, we played Fresno State, kill it. Boom, me and Sam Clancy, top fucking scores mm-hmm. out of 15 players. Like, where did this guy come from? Oh, I'm a top scorer. I got 17 points because Sam Clancy got like 19. Boom. Second game, boom, I got like 13. Boom. Fourth game, I got like 15. Boom. Sixth game, like I'm leading the team in scoring and like not leading, but like top players. You right, know what I mean? Right. I'm getting interviewed on ESPN. Jim Hill interviewing me. I'm killing. All of a sudden, boom, I get a call in the office from Henry Bibby. I need to talk to you. Bibby called uh, you into the David, office? Yes. Mm-hmm. David Bluthoff sitting in the chair. I'm like, oh, what's going on right here? Oh, long story short, it's not your time. He's he's He was here before you. Uh, we play the same position. I'm killing right now. That's why you started me because he wasn't playing well. So they took you from uh, the starting role. So you weren't starting anymore. He snatched me from the starting role. Damn. Like somebody, like a fat kid, snatched some a fucking donut. <laughs> it was the last one. Yeah. And he told me, like, look, it's not your time yet. You have to wait maybe a year. I said, what the fuck you talking about a year? Mm-hmm. I didn't say those exact words, but right. my mind was like, what the fuck you talking about a year? Right. Yeah, because David Blue thought it was his senior year. They were trying to get him to the NBA. Mm-hmm. I have to fucking wait. Basically, long story short, he sat me down for the whole the whole year. Mm-hmm. 
and played me periodically on the big games, UCLA, Stanford. Mm-hmm. We played the big games when he needed me. So did then you- he then then he got then he got word that I wanted to leave school early and go to the NBA. Well, who'd you tell that to? Well, how that? How'd I that did. Go? I did conversation between teammates. Right. Fucking regular, like we talking right now. Somebody regular ratted conversation. You out? They ratted you out. Somebody ratted me out. Like oh, Jerry, think he go to the NBA right now? Uh, whatever. I don't know what they said. He called me in the office again. My God, damn! Because if you Maybe go and go, yes. Yeah. All right, so. Every day they say, Jerry Bree's in Henry Bree's doghouse. I'm not even doing nothing wrong. Right. Why? Because you know why? I'm going to tell you. I just found this out. I wasn't even on scholarship. I had an alumni pay for my scholarship so they could give somebody else a scholarship bring another player in. Really? Somebody's paying my $100,000 a year USC tuition or whatever it costs for me to go there and saying I was on scholarship so they could keep a scholarship and bring an extra player in. For real? I was just... They do I that? To, that, can, I, that happens? I, I was the guinea pig. Mm-hmm. To see if that works, it didn't even realize it. Mm-hmm. I wonder why. I co- I wonder why at the time Henry Bieber was so mad at me all the time and so frustrated with me all the time because I got accused of getting thirty-five thousand right. dollars, blah blah blah. That money, USC was under investigation because of that. Mm-hmm. So my college career already started off fucked up. Right. Yeah. You're already being watched. I'm. I'm, ar- I'm already being watched. Right. I'm already targeted. I'm already blackballed. Mm-hmm. NBA probably like we ain't fucking with him. Mm-hmm. He he takes money. He probably right. gamble on one of these games and. I was that guy, like mm-hmm. fuck. I think I was already doomed before I even got a chance to go to the NBA. Well, did you doomed. when 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 in college did you know? I mean, did, or did you know earlier than that that like okay, I can play with the NBA cats? You know, like let's get in. So you had a good good. Uh, my my junior year, my junior year mm-hmm. when you could play against the NBA guys in summertime, mm-hmm. and we was going to UCLA playing against. Kobe. Those were the best pickups though, right at the Wooden Star. Oh, right? UCLA because yeah. I was a fucking. I was a Trojan, right. and, you know. We knew some Bruins, so right. okay, we cool, you know. But it was a big war against USC and UCLA. Right. I mean, just in the regular population. Now I'm talking about the, the student population. It was just like if they seen the USC Trojan. So Sam Clancy at the time, his senior year, he's going to the NBA. He got a new Escalade, mm-hmm. had a USC little sticker on there. We driving to UCLA, playing in the little open run up there. All the NBA guys and everybody that get invited, closed doors. If you nobody, you can't get in. True. Period. We come back, his fucking windows are busted. Oh, shit. In the new Escalade? Yeah, brand new Escalade. Brand new. Like, it's that serious, you, huh? But yeah, you know, the rivalry. So that's when I knew I could play. When I started Who were you playing Paul with Pierce. at those open runs? Because, you know, I was Paul at a couple Pierce, of those open runs. Yeah. Kobe Bryant, mm-hmm. Sean Marion, Rasheed Wallace, Shaquille O'Neal. Everybody that you can imagine back then, it was all the superstars. Yeah, bro, those were the best runs. People don't. It wasn't. It wasn't regular NBA guys like, oh, I play five minutes. No, it was the superstars that play forty plus minutes. Right. Multi millionaires driving Ferraris, Bentleys, and shit. And you're talking to these guys, but they don't know who I am. But they respect me because I'm at USC. Right. USC is a powerhouse. We we played North Carolina the year before. We lost to North Carolina. Play Duke, the Sweet Sixteen, blah blah blah. So when you played in these summer pickup games, which were amazing and epic and all that, and you you know you can play in the NBA. What's that process like? You you knew you could play in the league. Like, did you put your name in the draft? What is that? What is that so, process? So like? so after our USC, I entered the draft undrafted free agent. Okay. So basically, you sign a page, your agent, but I'll put you in the draft. Anybody can get in the draft if you're a notable player. Right. So I do that. They send me a letter. Oh, you didn't get drafted, but, you know, I want to let you know that you are unrestricted free agent. So any team can pick you up any day. Cool. I played in the summer league for free. 
which is called the NBA Pro-Am Summer League in Long Beach. Long Beach at the Pyramid, right? Yes, yeah. at the very much pyramid, the big yeah. boy pyramid. We've talked about this. Those were those were uh, Long Beach Summer. And that's when I really great. knew, like, oh, I'm gonna be a fucking all star in the NBA. <laughs> Why? Because and, and let people know though, I've, I've, because I've, me and Baron Davis was on the same team now. Right. Ty Remazar was my agent, which was Baron Davis' agent, and some other UCLA Bruins. Mm-hmm. I was the only UCLA Trojan on life sports management. You were the only SC Trojan, excuse me. Okay. So anyway, so we had the summer league. So the first championship, me and Barron won it, right? It was a contest where the best player in that arena get a chance to try out for the Denver Nuggets. But they taken like seven players to work out and do a, a series of tryouts and all that. And the best player they pick, me, Kenny Bruner, some other guys, Kendall Walker, some other guy. I forget all these people. I don't care remember these dudes, man. Mo, Mo, Mo Spills was there. Mo Spills, my Mo. guy. Yeah, Mo was there. He got he got picked because Mo was nice back then. Hey, Mo but like, let's let people strong. know. We, we got to stop. We got to stop really quick, J.D., because people yeah, don't know about Mo Spills. I've talked about him on the podcast a couple times, and Mo Spills is the realest of the real. Oh, my God. If I had Mo Spills' body, I'd be a hundred millionaire. LeBron. Guys, uh, my athletic and his body, (laughs) most feels is a beast. People don't know. This guy is a legend, dude. And this is definitely the number one dude you do not want to fuck with. Right, J.D.? Like, this is not the dude to play. Uh, like he could knock you out with like his finger, like to, push you. He was on our he was on our brand black team. We played the million million dollar tournament together, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. Anyways, back back to what you're saying. So, so so check this out. So we in Denver, six of us players, we did a series of drills and shit with the assistant coach. I'm killing. Mm-hmm. So what solidified this shit for me and for them too is we did this one drill where you shoot from the under the basket, you back up, you shoot, you back up. Free throw line, you back up. I'm at the three point line now. I'm hitting it. Shwack! I back up like in the middle from the three point line, half court. Hit it. One more step. I get to half court. Hit that motherfucker. Yeah, I'm like, oh shit. Like, yeah, everybody going crazy. Like, oh, this nigga just hit like six in a row. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, it's on. Long story short, Kiki Vanderway, hey, Jordy P, you the pick. Oh, but killer alert. Well, we just signed Carmelo Anthony and. Oh, it's a it's a money thing. Same position. We're gonna focus on him. Wait, but so you're good. You're gonna make it. So long story short, I got to take this long ass flight, not long flight, but a couple hour flight back from Denver to Los Angeles, knowing that I was supposed to be a Denver Nugget that day. Right, but didn't make it. So that's just Check another. It's another wrench thrown in. No. Thrown in. Another fucking wrench. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, what the fuck is going on in my life? Check right. this out, though. You get a phone call. Mitch Kupchak. What the fuck? Mitch Kupchak called you on the phone. I don't know where you get my number from, <laughs> and Miss this and and, and Miss Cup and throughout the years I've been knowing Miss Cupcha, he did this to me a couple of times. Got a new number, he found it out of the blue. <laughs> he called he called my guy Stan Fletcher one time, 2012. Miss Cupcha called my guy Stan Fletcher. I'm somewhere, and I go to my boy house. He's like, "Yo, nigga, I just got a call from Miss Cupcha." <laughs> I was like, "No, you did." He's like, "Yes, I did, bro." He's looking I don't for know you. how he got. <laughs> He's looking for you. I was like, how the fuck you get your number? I ain't calling you. Out of everybody, calling you? Yes. It was true. So this will happen to me 2005. He calls me. Hey, Jerry Dupree? I'm like, uh, yeah. Miss Kupchak. Man, if you don't stop playing with me, hang up the phone. He uh, Ring, ring, ring. Hello? Jerry Dupree? Miss Kupchak. Can you please stop playing with me? At this time, I was high. Right, right. I was smoking because I didn't know what I was doing. So I you're high on the phone with Mitch Cupcake. I'm high on the phone with Mitch Cupcake because I'm smoking weed that Friday night, bro. 
sitting on the couch. It's like seven forty-five, six, like seven, like seven forty-five p.m. I'm sitting on the couch watching TV, smoking a blunt. <laughs> Not knowing what the fuck I'm doing because I just went to Summer League. I just right. went to Denver and they said they ain't fucking with me. Right. Now I'm like, damn, I got to find out how to go overseas. I didn't. I don't know nothing about that life just yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting on the couch. He's like, yo, long story short, he's like, yo, I want to invite you to training camp. I mean, no, I want to invite you to work out. It's going to be like a 10, 20 minute workout, nothing serious. Just bring you in. I was like, hell yeah. Right. I was like, oh, but I ain't ready. I didn't tell him that. But I was like, yeah. He's like, yeah, can you come tomorrow? Oh. It's like, tomorrow, Mitch. I was like, tomorrow? You fucking serious, bro? Come on, tomorrow. Like, tomorrow for real? Like, I was like, tomorrow for real? He's like, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, I'll be there. You can't say no, right? You can't say no. You'd be stupid as hell to say no. Right. Nine right. o'clock in the morning, I'm in El Segundo, practice facility. For the Lakers. Couple of, um, for the Lakers. See how she changed that fast. That's right. how I could change that fast. Right. So remember, this is when Shaq got traded. This is when he went to it's Miami. A lot of sh- yes, it's mm-hmm. a lot of shit going on in the Lakers organization. A lot of shit. Rudy Dontanovich was the coach now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rudy T. Uh, uh, Kobe Bryant is happy now. Right, because Shaq's gone. It's oh. his squad. Lamar, Lamar Odom, Karan Butler. Mm-hmm. They just came from in that trade from Miami, right? Brian Grant. Right. Boss. Chucky Atkins. Mm-hmm. Four for one. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm coming in like, whoa, they just got rid of Diesel. Right, right. Like the best big man in the world, but the fuck it, I don't give a fuck. Uh, uh, yeah, what I need to do, uh, we're going to do a workout, Jerry, a series of shooting drills, blah, 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 for about 10 minutes. Nothing, then we'll let you go. Like, damn, that's it, 10 minutes? That's motherfucker. That shit turned into two hours. Yeah, two there ain't hours. no 10 minutes in an NBA workout. I've never heard man, that before. Tur- so that is now it's that Saturday. Nothing, no call the whole day. I'm like, damn, nothing. Nothing Sunday Saturday. come. Okay. Sunday come. I'm like, damn, nothing. Three o'clock in the afternoon. Ring, 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 ring. Jerry Premier's come to you. Hey, how you doing, Mitch? Hey, we want to invite you to training um, our vet camp. Vet camp? Like, like, yeah, like the vet camp, like Kobe and them, like the real camp? Mm-hmm. Yes. It's going to be about two months. We're leaving tomorrow. For real. Hold on. Damn. So I'm going to vet camp? And we leaving tomorrow, yes. Uh, you either could drive yourself or you get on the bus. Shit, I'm going to take the bus. See who's on this motherfucker. Right, right. Get on the bus. It's your first time on an NBA bus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, I motherfucker. So I get my girlfriend at the time. She dropped me off at El Segundo. Meet at the little... Are you tripping at like, this yeah. point, though? Are you really thinking about this on the ride over to the bus station? On the way over I'm thinking, to I'm El thinking Segundo. I made it. I'm thinking, like, thank you, Lord. It's about time. Let's go. <laughs> Let's let's kill it. Let's be an all stars. I mean the NBA. Right. Let's go. Thank you, Jesus. Right. Cause I knew it was gonna happen anyways. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking like that. I got a lot of work to do. Yeah. Oh my God. I yeah. am not ready. <laughs> I was. I, you were I ready at all out. for this, huh? I was not ready. I haven't been working out because I'm gonna tell you why I wasn't ready. Watch this though. Because I haven't been working out. I've been smoking too. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was doing two days ago. I thought I was wrapped two days ago. I right. thought I was going to Yugoslavia or some shit. Right. No, so I'm so I get to El Segundo, man. Like, damn, where everybody at? There was nobody, nobody on the bus. Nobody was on the bus. Nobody on the bus. Why? But but me and fucking Brian Grant. <laughs> Just you two on the bus. Where's the rest of the team? We dude? on this big ass charter bus uh-huh. driving to San three hour drive to San Diego. Uh-huh. The bus is like three hours. 
me and this guy. I'm like, where everybody else at? He's like, oh, they drove. They drive their car. You know, they from out here. They, you know, they, you know, he just got traded, so he adjusting. You know, yeah, he doesn't have a ride over here. He's yeah, got he ain't got no ride. Too. He ain't got no car. He ain't got his cars. There wasn't Uber. Here. There's no Uber now. Yeah, ain't no Uber. So we on the we on the big charter bus. Luxury right. the bus though. Don't get me wrong. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm like, oh, we get the so I get to La Jolla, training facility. Who I see. Kobe Bryant and Chucky Agus sitting on the fucking side and motherfuckers smoking cigars. They're smoking like, cigars? Wait a minute. Yeah, they smoking cigars. They smoke cigars every damn day after training camp practice. <laughs> yeah, sat there with their legs crossed outside their little our little penthouse suites, whatever we all had. Oh, that shit was so luxury. I knew right then and there, like I wanted this lifestyle. I knew I wanted it. You wanna I smoke cigars? I was not going to smoke a cigar, but I was going to take this lifestyle that I was presenting me, all this money around me, Kobe Bryant coming up to me, talking to me, pulling up in front of me in the Ferrari. He yeah, called me out that. You practice. want that lifestyle, right? Like, that's what you well, I'm going to. I'm going to the mall. Lamar Odom in the 745. He got a green one at the time. Me and my boy, Tony Bobby, we're going to the mall seeing Lamar Odom walking to the fucking mall like, look, I want all these shoes in size 15. Can I get all these socks and underwear? I'm like, why you wearing this underwear? Nigga, I, wear, I, I, nigga, I wear fresh and pretty underwear every day. Are you rich, motherfucker? Fuck you. <laughs> that's Fuck how you, you know you're rich. Bastard. When you can wear a new pair of drawers every day, that's how you know socks. you're rich. This dude bought like 30 packs of underwear and socks. Like, I wear, I changed. I was like, you rich, motherfucker. Why are you throwing socks away? You fucking. <laughs> Jerry's you. trying to get those socks. Like, yo, these are me. These are mine. Nah, hell no. Nah, I don't want no damn socks. I wasn't a fan like that. Cause I I, if I was, I should have been. I should have had Kobe's autographs, shoes, bathroom. Nah, you don't jerseys. do that. We don't play that shit. No, no. no yeah, yeah no, I should have. If I thought shit. about it now, 36, yeah, I should have all that shit. I would have everybody's shit. I would have had a whole collection of memorabilia. But it's neither here or there. Okay, so you're at training camp, JD. Kobe's smoking cigars. <laughs> You, right? Like, how crazy is that? You're seeing Kobe smoking cigars, like. Yeah, out there. Every practice. Him and Chucky Atkins. For real? Like, that was that was a routine that these guys would do? Yeah, for the a couple months of training camp, yeah. For the month of training camp, yeah. What was it like? Like, so you're going to, uh, mind you, let's backtrack for a second. You're sitting at home one night, Mitch Cupcheck calls you. Next thing you right. know, you're on a bus with Brian Grant. Uh, you know, <laughs> right, just only, us two. Just you two. Nobody else is on that bus. Uh, you make it to San Diego. You're playing it with the Lakers, right? The fucking L.A. Lakers. This is the team you the grew up The fucking Lakers. Titans, right? Like what? The, Showtime. And you feel like, tell me this, because I, I know you pretty well, Jerry, and I, I'm trying to put myself in your shoes in this. Like, there had right. to be some point, whether you're on the bus or the first time you step on the court and you're really, like, looking at Kobe Bryant, like, holy shit, I'm playing in the NBA right now, basically. At least they're, okay. giving, they're giving me a sniff. Was there was there so, a moment that nah, I'm was, gonna tell you the moment? Tell me the moment. I want to hear the moment. <laughs> this is a funny little story. So okay, so the first day of training camp, we had to be on the bus in the morning. So we had to be on the bus like at nine o'clock, I believe, something like that, a little earlier probably. Get ready for practice. So I'm up like, oh shit, I'm excited. Like first day, like oh yeah, I'm gonna get some breakfast. But it's it's like regular for me. It's like I've been here for ten years. Right. I'm walking around. I'm not nervous. I'm seeing what's up with everybody, talking to coaches, laughing, joking. Like, it's like I belong here. It's just the way it felt. <laughs> like, you've been there before. The vibe. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. just the whole vibe. They didn't treat me no different and shit. So, I wake up early, get on the bus. So, I'm like maybe the third person on the bus. 
So my normal bus routine is go straight to the back. Right. To the back, right. Right. <laughs> so when, when you're facing the back, when you're facing on the bus and you're facing the back, I go all the way to the back and to the last seat to the right. That's where I normally sit okay. every time on the bus throughout my college career and throughout any time on the bus, period. Okay. You know, cause normally That's your people, spot. That's your no, spot. Yeah, because normally people don't want to sit there. Right. So I decided, nah, I didn't want to sit that far back. I was like, I ain't trying to sit all the way back here today. So I move up like two seats. Okay, so everybody start piling on the bus. One person, Lamar come, boom, boom, boom. Here come Luke and them, blah, blah, blah. Here come Kareem Rush and them, blah, blah, blah. Chucky, blah, blah, blah. Here come Brian Grant. He's walking. I look at him like, damn, this big ass dude. This big ass heavy dreadlocks. That shit must be heavy. I'm just thinking that shit like. <laughs> well, he was a he big dude look- anyways. That was a big dude. So I'm sitting in my seat. I'm like the second row from the last. I'm sitting there, and then here come Brian Graham. I'm looking like, damn, he got a lot of hair on his head. All these dreadlocks is fucking huge. Like, shit is heavy. And I'm just thinking about his hair, like, just mesmerized. Like, what the fuck? Like, he really got some heavy-ass dreadlocks. And he keeps walking towards me. I'm like, oh, it's not too many seats back this way. Like, Chucky <laughs> right, like him, where are you going like, to sit, big homie? <laughs> yeah, like, like Chucky to the right of me and Lamar right in front of him. So I'm like, okay. And Sasha right behind them. So I'm like, okay, where, where are you going? So anyways, he walks up to my seat and looks at me like, who is this? <laughs> he goes, who is this guy? I'm like, what's up, man? I'm Jerry Pray. What's good? Like, How you doing? He's like, oh, okay, okay, cool, cool. You know, then he was like, oh, you know, I normally sit here. I was like, oh, my bad. No, I get up. You know, I ain't tripping. I don't give a fuck about the seat. I, I get up. He's like, as soon as I got out, he kind of pushed me back. I was like, damn, this motherfucker's strong as hell. Hold on, dude. Like, He's like, nah, just sit here. I was like, nah, I'll get up. Just let me get out your way real quick. He would not let me get up and move for some odd reason. He sat next to me. Seriously? Out of all the seats on the bus, and he ends up sitting. Right. But wasn't this right. the same guy you took the bus down with? Like, didn't you guys already have Yeah. Him? Exactly, and yeah. And he was clowning you like that in front of everybody. He didn't clown me, but he did try to clown me. Right. Right, it, it, you yeah. know, kind of like this. Like this is my seat. This is what I normally sit. This mm. is like you know. And you're the it's rook. One thing you're be, a rook. Because, but I think he sat in that same seat on the way bus trip up. I just didn't pay attention. Okay, but like because I was in the, I was in the front of the bus when we got on. This shit ain't assigned seating though, yo. You know what I no, mean? No, like, no assigned seating. Just put just pre, just a preferred seating. Right. Prefer. So you Brian know, like, Grant tried to flex on you a little bit. He tried to flex on me a little bit, but at the end of the day, he 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 wouldn't let me get up for some odd reason. Mm-hmm. Sat next to me the whole twenty minute drive. He was driving to the gym or whatever. Right. And here come Kobe, last person on the bus. But you know, bus waiting for him. So here come Kobe. First thing he said, Ah, yeah, motherfuckers, this is my team. I'm so happy. Like he just he just just went crazy. Like. Yeah, that big motherfucker, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I got him out of here. This is my team. He you did not. Guys. Kobe Bryant said that on the bus. Yeah, I have no reason to lie about You wouldn't lie. About this shit. <clears throat> Kobe was excited. Yes. Kobe, glad that he Kobe was came, gone. No, fuck excited. He was just like, yo, this is my team. Exact words, quote, unquote. Tell me. This is my team. This is my team. You're the guys that I want. You're my guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got that motherfucker by. Damn. Like, oh. I was like, damn. 
<laughs> so like, you, oh, I mean, I was like, oh, I was just watching the shit on ESPN like two months ago, and oh, now I'm sitting here with these motherfuckers. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Thank you, Lord, I made it. Yes, right, yeah, you made it, and you're on the way to vet training it. camp, and you're listening. Oh, I made it. Like that's I, gotta- I, I bypass. I bypass so many obstacles and hurdles that a normal right. guy trying to get to the NBA would have had to go through just to get to training camp. And what was just to get to know? It's see, NBA have different levels. Right. It's training camp, then it's vet camp. Mm-hmm. Vet camp was like the silent niggas, like, yeah, these are solid guys. The Karan and Butlers and Lamar Odoms, the Kobe Bryants, those guys. Yeah, the guys the that had to guard practice and all this. Right. Yeah, I had to guard and practice. And, but so my whole purpose about the story was Kobe came on and said, yeah, blah, 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 I got him out of here. But that same day of practice, I get there, I lace my shoes up. He calls out the starting five. I'm Kobe like, oh, does? Shit, this shit is real. No, 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 the coach. Uh-huh. Um, Rudy Domtanovich. Tom Tonovich. Kobe Bryant at the two. <laughs> Chucky Atkins at the one. First five. The big white boy um, at the five. Mim. Um, Chris Mim or no? Chris Mims yep. at the five. Chris Mims. Jerry Dupree <laughs> at the three. I'm like, whoa. You were starting in the vet camp. I, I bro. Mm-hmm. First fucking day, I was on the start five. Crazy! I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, you know what it was? I to this day, I just felt like it was a test. Let's see if this motherfucker can play. Right? We throwing them, we throwing them out here to the wolves. Mm-hmm. What motherfucker? I eat too, bro. This is basketball. Right? I'm a wolf. And how'd you do? We we running motherfuckers. They try. They giving me the ball on purpose. Right. I'm running the court, so they have to, you know, real basketball. You see a motherfucker running, and he's in front of you, he's wide open. You got to give him the ball, right. you know. That's just basketball. And it's easy anybody, buckets at any the level. rack, too. You're finishing. Yeah, like you're it's finishing. NBA basketball. NBA right. basketball is get as many bucks as you possibly can, as easy as you can, mm-hmm. as fast as you can. Mm-hmm. That's NBA basketball. Right. Jerry, do you think that there were players that were on that team that were uh, hating a little bit or upset that you were on that starting five and not them? Like, were people coming at you extra hard because you were that rookie? No, or? this happened to me at USC. So, if nobody really came at me at all, mm-hmm. like zero, I, everybody gave me respect mm-hmm. from Kobe Bryant to Lamar Odom all the way down to Luke Wallace to the Korean Rushes to those guys. So, tell me this. But understand, I, but I, went to, I played against Luke Walton in college. Mm-hmm. That was a familiar guy. Luke, coach, you know what coach I mean? of the Lakers now, Luke Walton, right? Yeah, like I they, was right. he really Head that coach. good though, Jerry? Like, let's talk about this. very technical, very technical, was very he... disciplined, very know how to play basketball. So he was an NBA player. player though. I never thought he, Luke Walton, no. Walton was. Yeah, he was. He was an NBA player because he knew how to play the basketball game at the NBA, NBA at that level. level. It doesn't matter if he was dunking or looking good right. doing it. He got the fucking job done mm-hmm. and. Case in point, he is the head coach. I don't need to talk about him anymore. Right? Can nobody say nothing about him? He got a fucking head coaching job. Right? What are you talking about? For the How Lakers. Can you say this guy. To, For the Lakers. Point, point. <laughs> so no one in this world could ever say Luke Walton wasn't a good player True. or didn't know the game. He's a fucking head coach and he played in the NBA for True. a few years. Come on. Respect. What the fuck? It's three hundred positions or whatever the number is of players in the NBA. Like, are you serious? Like. A lot of this shit is political. A lot of this shit is like, you know, friendships. A lot of shit is family and whatever. But you have to know how to play, too. It, it, no, totally. It doesn't Jerry, matter. But- Everyone from 1 to 15, they know how to play basketball. It doesn't matter if I'm number 15 or number 1. I know how to play this game. And people and have to like you, though, Jerry, no. though, too. Like, don't think that Luke Walton 
wasn't wasn't like uh his family was like yeah but that. so was I said Luke. Family, no no I, he luca of course he was i like luke but of course his family was number one nobody thinks about luke by himself nah they don't they, they think, think about, about luke yeah they think about his daddy right. all day so he had that benefit oh well that yeah, was his life do you think the the millennials now like the millennials now okay let's say the 2025s they're not as good as we were totally but they also don't know how great bill walton was you know what i mean they're not as good they're not as good they're right it's a different basketball game they're the guy the kids that's coming up now not can't compare to when i came up and before me Mm -hmm. do you like after me it was like it was over something out of social media happened bro and people started (laughs) believing that they were better that they were better than they are because you get likes and you get followers. See, that's why I wasn't Shea big Cotton, on the check this out. You played against Shea Cotton. And Shea Cotton's going to be I played with show. Shea Me and Shea Cotton went in championship with Dennis Rodman, fucking Matt Barnes, DeMar Johnson in the ABA, Long Beach Jail. And, and, and Shea Cotton in high school was literally the, he was of course, LeBron. He's, uh, he's a man child. Man yeah, Look child. at his body. Yep. Look at his body now. He was like that his whole life. So Google Shea Cotton. I should tell you. You but shouldn't even have to Google him. You, you should shouldn't. Know you should know him. If you're a basketball dude and you listen to this podcast, like, no. yo, you should know Shea Cotton. Know your fucking no, history. No, you should, you should know. You should know when you see this guy mm-hmm. and his name. Mm-hmm. They call him the man child. He was banging up people. For for, for those that don't so know, like this dude was banging that, on dudes when he was in, right. in seventh grade, sixth grade. You know, so like, so like, close his eyes and just dunk on you. Right. <laughs> Some people did it at an older age. Like so, you close your eyes and dunk. Yeah, you know that. Oh, now I know. I'm still trying to like b- b- tie my shoes right in seventh grade. And this dude's just banging on fools. Hey, tell me this: Do you have a do you have a Kobe story that sticks out in your head? You got to spend time with him. You spent camp with him. Yeah, I think off the top of the head, the best off the court was Staples Center in the. Players parking area, okay, underground. So Kobe Bryant pulls up in his Ferrari. His girlfriend pulls up, wife at the time, sorry, pulls up Vanessa in the yellow Ferrari. He's in the red, she's in the yellow. <laughs> Yo, Jerry, come here, Hong Kong, Kong, Hong Kong. Meaning, meaning, that time I had a '95 Yukon truck that I had 22s on. Okay. The only car in there was old as fuck, but it was clean. <laughs> right. So he pulls up, Jay, whatever. So at the time with my girlfriend and her family, her dad, her dad, her mom, her brother, and with my dad, his wife. Her mom runs up to Kobe and start grabbing him through the car, like, yo, Kobe, oh my God, I love you, oh my God, oh my God, I can't believe it's you. This is you right now, person. I just watched play. Oh my god. He looking at me like, Jay, who's this girl? Your like, girlfriend. Who's this? Who's this? <laughs> yes, girlfriend's mom at the time. She runs up to him, start grabbing Kobe and trying to pull him out the car. Like, oh my god, oh my god, this Kobe, this Kobe. Vanessa almost jumped out the car. She had the babies with her, or a baby at the time. Somebody in the car with her. Right. She almost jumped out the car. He looking at me like, yo, Jerry, who's this? Who's this? I'm. I had to run to the car. Like, oh shit! Sorry, sorry. That's my girlfriend. Mine. She just excited. Blah blah. He was like, oh, okay. So I pulled her off. He like, yo. You know, uh, oh, thank you, bro. I was like, oh, uh, cool. You know, he was like, look, don't trip, man. I ain't worried about it. I'm used to that shit. Just, I was worried about Vanessa. Vanessa would be tripping. No, no he told me she like she was about to jump out that car. I saw her. That's why I, that's why I acted like this. I wasn't really tripping. Because her mom wasn't really doing nothing too crazy. She was just excited. Right. But Vanessa, but that's when I knew Vanessa was an overbearing, like, whoa. Yeah, she's about don't that talk life. to him. Yeah, she's oh, about she, that no, life. no, 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 no. She's like, don't talk to him. Mm-hmm. 
Don't look at him. Right. That's yeah, Kobe could be like, that's oh, okay. But that was one incident, a personal incident. And he mm-hmm. came up to me and was like, yo, you know what I mean? I walked up to his car and he was like, yo, good game tonight. So that was the night that I had my first NBA shot when we played against Sacramento Kings. I played against Matt Barnes, had to guard him, mm-hmm. and Sasha, Sasha Pujovich. So basically, I got in the game. It was about to be for halftime. I got a steal. I gave the ball up to Sasha, and it was a two-on-one. And he was supposed to throw me the lob. Mm-hmm. Of course. He was supposed to throw me the lob. It was one of those, That's like, why you I passed the ball it to up. Sasha, right? Yeah, I passed it. Right. And I'm running like, oh, I'm about to fucking jump out the gym. Mm-hmm. Sasha fucking pump fake me, like, fake pass me and lay it up. I'm like, oh, he played me. <laughs> he clowned you, bro. He clowned you. Look, look, that motherfucker said, oh, he played me at halftime. I'm like, oh, I'm going to the locker room. Like, oh, you son of a bitch. Right? You asshole. <laughs> But like, I, I'm not saying that to you. I'm thinking that in my mind. Right. I didn't have to say that. Kobe ripped his ass. Mm-hmm. Kobe walked up to him and was like, you stupid motherfucker. You own the team. You good. Let this motherfucker get his time to sign. You dumb motherfucker. Next time I ever see you not passing without a lot, I'm going to fucking break your fucking whatever. I was like, whoa. Kobe was saying point- that? Yeah. Yeah, it was to the point where I was like, oh, don't don't trip, bro. I ain't tripping about that. Like, Damn. don't even worry about that. Like, it was just two points of the layer. I, w- I was like, I was going to dump the shit out of that shit, though. He was like, I know I wanted to see that shit. I was like, that, me too. Like, oh, I was pissed because that was my opportunity to show the world. Right. Like, it was on TV. We right. were Sacramento Kings. It was my first time. I went to USC, bro. Right. Understand this. About six six to nine months ago, I already had this gym packed out. Mm-hmm. 15,000 people mm-hmm. screaming my name in a packed 10 turn. And and there was, was a, and there was an opportunity Sasha could have thrown you the alley oop and oh throw me alley oop and made it and brought the house down right. at halftime right. playing against Sacramento and I'm playing against my arch enemy UCLA Bruin Mar- Matt, Matt Barnes. Barnes yeah that's crazy. come on and so Kobe laid, Kobe laid into to Sasha oh yeah he went in his ass so bad I feel bad Sasha came up to me like Jetty Jetty I'm so sorry man <laughs> next time I pass it I was like bro don't even chill. So do you feel like, so what happened, obviously you made it through training camp, you played preseason, got to play against all these guys, and then... Uh, so check this out. Mm-hmm. So we in training camp. Remember I told you I was smoking weed on the couch yeah. before you called me? Mm-hmm. We had a drug test. Oh, shit, a fucking drug test? Are you fucking serious? Right. Me, Kobe, Lamar, mm-hmm. Jerry, to the bathroom now. NBA police now. I'm like, <laughs> NBA okay. police yeah, that's who, that's who gives you the drug test, NBA police. Okay. I'm like, oh, that's what they call it, NBA police, at right. least at that time. They probably changed it by now. But I'm like, okay, like, oh, no. You're in trouble. You I knew it. In the back of your head, you I, knew it. Oh, I was fucked. Mm. I don't want to pee. I don't need to pee. I don't mm. have to pee. Fuck. Should I spit in it? Should I shake it? What the fuck should I do? Were you thinking that? I'm, Literally, that's what's going through yes, your head. Yes, as I was pissing. I was <laughs> like, should I shake this shit? Should I do, <laughs> do some spit in there? Because they wasn't watching you, like, looking at your dick and all that. Were they were they were in the room, but they're not? Yeah, no, they was in the bathroom. Right. They give you the cup. Mm-hmm. You go in the stall, and you piss. Mm-hmm. Remember, we was on the court practicing, so they don't think we hiding shit. That's how they got us. Right, right, right. Like, oh, brrr, you two, let's go. Out of practice. Oh, right. out of practice? Okay. Yeah, go. Get out of here. Go do it. Handle it. 
So they call you guys. You got to take a piss. You're thinking oh in your head, like, God, what the fuck am I going to do? Fucking um, nightmare. What am I going to do? Did you try to, anything? Did you try to, spitting no, I, in it? Or oh, anything? no, no, no. No, because okay. I figured if it get tamper, they're going to know. Right. So I was like, I got to be honest with myself. Yeah. I wasn't prepared for this shit. Right, right. God, God, thank you for this opportunity, but... You kind of fucked me a little bit. Right. Well, you Can't made you, that. Why you, give, why you didn't prepare me? Yeah, like, but, come on. but Jerry, I want to backtrack nope. for a second. No. Nope. No, there's no backtracking nope. because I, I went from Denver and I was supposed to sign with them. Right. I won the contest. Right. But then, I, then me, and my, me and my agent talked about, uh, well, we're going to send you overseas. But I'm Jerry, like, damn, overseas? Okay. Jerry, understand hold on. this. Hold on. <laughs> understand this. My agent did not know. Uh, Miss Kupchak was calling me. Of course, he didn't know that. But you gotta At always all. be prepared. You no, made the no decision. To no, smoke. it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like always being prepared because life comes before being prepared. Meaning that I was prepared playing in the summer league, knowing. But this wasn't the NBA. Once Denver Nuggets was over, it wasn't like no NBA talk. It wasn't like every NBA team was like, "All right, you gonna come get tryout or you gonna come." That wasn't the opportunity for me. The opportunity for me was like, oh, you're out of here. You're going overseas. Yeah, but the opportunity came, and you weren't prepared for it. Okay, you made... No, the opportunity came out of... No, I'm going to tell you how the opportunity... See, you didn't... Nobody knows this. The opportunity came from Ms. Kupchak's wife. Okay. So what happened was, this opportunity was a fucking promise from Ms. Kupchak to Ms. Kupchak's wife. Mm -hmm. Because Ms. Kupchak's wife was involved in the production of the fucking uh, documentary that was being made about the contest at Lone Beach... Pyramid Pro for the, for the See, that's what I'm saying. This story is fucking crazy, yeah, bro. Yeah. Like, Miss Cupcake's wife was like an executive producer off the show. And since I didn't make the different nuggets, she felt bad. Mm -hmm. So I guess she convinced her husband somehow to give me a tryout. And that tryout turned into a 10 minute tryout, turned into a two hour workout. And that two hour workout turned into a fucking training camp. Right. That training camp turned into preseason. And that preseason turned into being one of the last cuts on the team and wishing they could keep me. But they didn't have money for me, and they had to pay other people off to keep me in just weird-ass situation. So what happened? See, that's with, how that happened. No, that's crazy. That's a crazy yeah. story. Um, it, it's insane. Like, and you've never told me that, bro. And then you've been my nobody knows this shit because I, I, I don't talk about it. <clears throat> so there's no reason that shit is gone. When you're taking that piss, and you know you're gonna you're gonna test positive, right? Yeah, I'm you know fucked. This. I'm fucked, bro. You know. I'm, it's it's like so is Lamar that and Kobe laughing at me in the stalls. <laughs> Literally, bro. I didn't because they it knew funny. it too. Did, did I thought Kobe it, and Lamar I thought it was too? Yeah, yeah, listen, they knew because I thought it was funny though. Mm -hmm. But no, they thought it was funny. But I thought it was funny too because I knew I was fucked. And I mm -hmm. told him like, oh, I was like, oh fuck, like oh. <laughs> he was like, what? You were smoking? I was like, oh. He was like, oh. <laughs> they both was like, and, and we all three was like, oh. They start dying like. Because <laughs> yeah, Kobe you're about knew. to get caught. You're about to get caught. But you, but listen, we all six foot seven. We all looking over the stars. Mm -hmm. So we all looking at each other over the stars, laughing and right. shit, like taking a piss. Right. And you know, like, like you're fucked, and these two are these two are gonna be okay. And you're just like, fuck. Lamar. Look, Lamar said I'm fucked too, but he wasn't really fucked. Mm -hmm. I believe. Lamar's that. like, I'll smoke. He was like, I smoke too, but I ain't got nothing to worry about. I'm yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. Right. He been there, so you know what I mean. Right. Remember, he had that issue and. Clippers smoking. Yeah, they were doing all that. More than that too, and yeah. we don't even need to get but, into uh, that. He, but he got on probation multiple times in the Clippers. Right, so. right. Well, come on now, he, he you know recent years. You so, already know his drug issue, so it's not the issue. But they was laughing. It was funny. So long story short, 
about a week later, I get called in uh, NBA office at El Segundo practice facility, and me and my boy TB, I'm not gonna say his name, but both of us got caught up in that shit. It was like, yo, all right, this thing, you failed it, but it's confidential. Like this is between us. The coaches don't know, the owners don't, no one knows. But the second one we're gonna do, that's when you're gonna. That's when the team's gonna know. And then the third one is gonna be consequences. And the fourth one is gonna be penalties, and you might be out of here. But it never got that far. That's amazing, dude. That's. I mean, I, I, I can't even believe. It. I can't believe I haven't even heard this story too. So, so let me. I don't mean to cut you off. But let me end this Lakers story. So, yeah. the end the Lakers story. How it happened was. I was, at the time, I was living in West L.A., me and my girlfriend and shit. I had the truck. I'm driving to practice. Because so I'm living at home. You know, I'm With from there. I'm living at home. No, no, my girlfriend in West L.A. Okay. You're in West so, L.A. I'm in West L.A., mm-hmm. the Culver City, mm-hmm. the fucking practice facility is in El Segundo. So that's about a 15-minute drive for me or whatever. Right. Traffic. Easy drive. Nothing. Drive there. Go to practice. Driving the gate, get ready to, you know, put my clothes on. I see my jersey hanging up, like, oh, game jersey. Like, oh, we got a game today? Like, damn, I'm tripping. Did I not look at the schedule? <laughs> like, I don't know we had to get it today. All right, cool. Fuck it. No, my jersey only one hanging up. Here come the motherfucking trainer, one of the little trainers, whoever watched the clothes or whatever. Right. <sighs> uh, coach want to talk to you. I'm like, all right, cool. Go out there, I see coach, all the assistant coaches. I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, damn it. Coach, hi, Jerry, how you doing? Hey, Coach. First thing I say, Coach, I already know what's going on. Look, I understand. Thank you for the opportunity. He's like, really, Jerry? Oh, my God, you're making this so easy for me. Thank you, man. This is the hardest shit I ever had to do for um, players, you know, taking guys' dreams. I like, listen, I, I get it. I understand. Mm-hmm. I understand. They got, you got guys. Look, you was up there with Karan Ball and Lamar Autumn. He, like, put his hands up and did, the, like, the little diagram. Like, you was up there right there with them, but I need you to be up here. I need right. you to be above them. Right. I like a coach. I like coach above them, really. These dudes already got seven years on me already. Right. I just got out of school a year ago. Right. How? Well, you know, that's the way the game goes. and It's a money thing. We have to pay somebody, buy somebody a contract out to bring you in for less amount. And, you know, it's just not going to work out. I know. Thank you. And I walked out, went down to the locker room, the trainer come running back like, here, you can have your jersey. I was like, oh, cool, I'm taking this motherfucker. You still I'm have like, it? Still have it. It's in my garage right now. Okay, good, because I would love to see my it. Little, my little niece just did a photo shoot in it. So I'm actually going to need you to take a picture of she's that because I want to see that. So, yeah, that's easy. So you got the sniff, you know what I mean? You got to go up there. You learn a lot from these guys. Like, I mean, Oh, yeah, how many so Kobe the- told me a lot of shit, you know, how to slow my game down. How to like in the time that I was there with Kobe, Kobe called me out probably about 30, 40 times in practice. Coach, I want Jerry Dupree to guard me. Right. He just say Jerry Dupree. He's like, I want JD to guard me. I want oh, JD come guard me. He didn't even tell Kobe. He's like, he stopped practice a few times. Like, I want, I'm standing on the sideline, bro. Like standing, like just waiting for my time to come in. Like, not a lie. He stopped practice. Like, Coco, stop, stop. I want him to guard me. Let's go. <laughs> so let me tell you this story. I'm guarding Kobe one-on-one. I tell this dude, look, difference between me and you, you have more money than me. My exact words. He you said, told that to exact- Kobe? Yes, yes. My exact words. The difference between me and you, you have more money than me. That's it. He oh. said, no, I'm going to show you the difference between you and I. I said, oh, really? Exact words from both players. He said, watch this. I said, really? Let's go. 
boom, give me the ball. He at the top of the key, left, right, left, pump fake, oh, foul, and one, switch, damn. Coach is loud, ha, 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 I'm like, cool, all right. Next play, give me the ball. Oh, he catches in the same fucking spot every fucking time, top of the fucking key. Like, damn, you fucking robot, huh? Like, yeah, ha, ha, uh, 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 jump shot. I'm like, cool, you made two in a row. That's been done before. Good. Give me the ball. Give me the ball. He got the ball again. Ah, ah. Drove it to the hoop. Ah. Had the nerve to look back at me when he was trying to lay it up. Mm-hmm. I'm six foot seven. I'm athletic as fuck. I'm mm-hmm. 22 years old. Mm-hmm. You beat it up? Beat th- I beat that shit. That shit slammed on the back of the fucking wall. Like, ah. I looked at him like, ah. He said, what? I said, oh, shit. <laughs> you just awoke the beast. What? The mama came out. Right. He hit me like he hit me six in a row, bro. For Same real. Spot. Same six spot. Six in a row, bro. Six in a row. Same spot. Right side of the fucking key. Left, left pump. Jumpers. Right pump. Jumpers. Pump fake. Mm. Pump fake. Pump fake. I jump. He jump. Shoot. Make it. Jump. Foul. Make it. Whatever. Make it. I'm like, God damn, you fucking nice. Right. That's the mama. You After got every, to see the mama. After, Bro, I got to see them all. After every practice, he the only one still shooting. Everybody icing doing interviews. He on the court shooting. I understand this. Kobe only asked me to carry his bag one time, bro. And did you? Yes. Yeah, of course. you got to. You the don't fuck? say no. But I didn't have a problem. I didn't even think twice about it. Right. right? Like, like, it was like it was like I was this bitch. Okay. So <laughs> where you want me to put it? <laughs> <laughs> fucking Gucci and Louis Vuitton bag. We want to put this expensive ass bag. Hey, watch out! This Kobe bag it ain't about to fuck up. Hey, he did it on purpose though, just to test me. And after that, he never fucked with me again. Yeah, because I mean, that's what I think. That's what a lot of those players do too. God bless me the opportunity to be around these guys, and I learned a lot from Kobe. And Kobe told fucking um, so my boy Blandon Ferguson went to Illinois with Brian Cook, <clears throat> and Brian Cook was on the Lakers at the time, and and Brian Cook was like, Kobe said that I was one of the best players to ever guard him. Really? And I took that to yes, mm-hmm. Lord, make strike me down. I took that. I put that on my son, mm-hmm. and I took down. I took that to heart. Like, whoa! But I understand. My whole life, from high school all the way USC to my NBA, I was a defensive stopper. Mm-hmm. That's why Tayshawn Prince and Tyson Chandler's and Paul Pierce and all these guys I used to guard, Luke Rittenhouse and Jason Williams and motherfucking Casey. Jacobson's and Capono's. I had to guard all of these guys. I was the guy to stop these guys. Yeah. Give them havoc. Yeah. And, then and Kobe, I did my and job. Kobe says that about you. That's amazing, bro. That's something. And I, and I, and I did my, and, but I did my job. That's why my name rings bells when people say Jerry Dupree, mm-hmm. even though they probably don't know who the fuck I am from a fucking whoever to whoever. Mm-hmm. They still be like, oh, yeah, I know. No, you don't. But yeah, you do. But no, you don't. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I think people because need to know. I my think, whole shit been defense, ducking on people, pride. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, bro. And you've been doing that your whole career, and that's why I'm really glad that you're on our show right now. You know, and like, so let's yeah, fast, let's crazy. fast forward. It is crazy, and this is why I'm. No, because this is I never really told anybody except for like personal shit. So this is really crazy for people to really hear. You know, they I need to, to hear these. It needs to be heard. This is why we have our experiences. You know what I mean? Like everybody's right. experience is different, dude. And again, like check this out. So like one day you're on the Lakers, right? And you're playing with Kobe Bryant, and then the next thing you transition into and one, right? And one is taking no, off. No. No, what well No. <laughs> no, no, no. So I went from high school, JUCO, mm-hmm. USC College, Denver, 
trying out, working out. Lakers camp, preseason, couple months. To fucking ABA. So my my ABA team consists of Dennis Rodman, mm-hmm. Matt Barnes, Demar Johnson, Jerry Dupree. Demar Johnson came from high school too, by the way. Everybody should know. That, yeah, right? Cincinnati, Cincinnati broke his neck, and that's why he had to go to the ABA. Well, he went to. Yes, he, was on, he was on Atlanta before he got. When I was yeah, working for the. That's Hawks. why he had to go. That's why he had to go to the ABA. Right. They wanted to see if he could play. And the ABA at the time was the best thing outside of being going overseas. Yeah, since wasn't no D League. The D League wasn't shit then. Nah, nah, they weren't making nothing back then. No, you wasn't making nothing, but the D League was nobody respected the D League right. though. Right. D League was like just development, just starting up. And you could like make more money. You could make more money working at McDonald's than than people. No, in the you could not make more money working at McDonald's, but you can make more money playing in the ABA or playing in low overseas or playing in CBA mm-hmm. or Mexico or any international IBL. Right. I understand. I played in everything, bro. I played in ABA, CBA, NBA, mm. IBL, overseas, fucking travel team, slam jam, fucking and one. You did it all. Ha- Harlem Globe Trider, mm. Dennis Rodman, North Korea. Like, I did it all. Well, I want to talk about that. I want to I, I want to get into North Korea, Jerry, because we, we do have to... To finish this up at some point, which is so crazy right. because I could talk this to you. This is like forever. a four day segment. It, it, it is, bro. And like this, this shit ain't gonna never end, bro. This story is forever. <laughs> hey, so let, let's sum this up though, really quick. Okay, so you're playing in the yeah. ABA, cool. And one's yeah. coming up, right? And they give you the opportunity to come play. And this is when and one was on the rise. You were one of the originators. Uh, right, know, Jerry the Assassin <clears throat> Dupree. What was that kind of like? You know. Oh my God, I was the NBA of the street ball. No, I was the NBA. Shit, I was the NBA. We in five star hotels. We in fucking tour buses with fucking flat screen TVs. Your own bunk, shower, big screen TV, video games, mm-hmm. microwave shower. We traveling all around the world. We playing in sold out NBA arenas. Right. From from Miami to Los Angeles, mm-hmm. sold out. And we're was there like a game plan? We're going to clubs. We're going to party. Oh my! Like God, during your so games, wonderful. tell me this. Tell me this, Jerry. Like, was there a game plan? Like the game plan was to fucking win. The game plan was to play hard and don't let these motherfuckers try to embarrass you. Right. You embarrass them. Right. That was the game plan, mm-hmm. and it was simple as. See, my my whole perspective, the way I got on L one was I was playing in the Drew League, which is the best summer league in the fucking world. Shout out to the Drew League. Right. Dino Smiley. Shout out to Chanel. And all them, and I was playing in that league. And my boy Zach Frey asked me, "Did I want to play against the N One Mixtape Tour? They're going to be in San Francisco, and they need a couple of players." Mm-hmm. At the time, I'm one of the best players in the Drew League. Me, Kenny Brewer, we killing. We went mm-hmm. ah, killing ah, we doing our thing. Mm-hmm. So you know, Zach, another great player, and I was one of his competitors. You know, every time we played against each other, everybody in the fucking LA come out and watch. So he asked me, you want to play M1? I was like, no, I don't respect that one. That's some bullshit. No, thank you. Are they going to give you 2000 Yes, I'll be there. So you went. So to that's San- how that happened. You played against? So I, to, so I went to San Francisco, played against the M1, had 40 points the first game. Second game, had 45. For real? Third game, had another 40. I mean, I'm just in my fucking zone, bro. And who are you playing I mean, against? You know what? Is AO playing? Main event. Main event. Main event. AO. Half man, half amazing. Mm-hmm. Sick with it. Hot sauce professor. Go get it. 
uh, helicopter, right. spider, prime ejector. And you're dropping uh, 40 and 45 on these cats as soon as you roll oh, up there. Oh, on Baby Shaq. Right. That's how I got my job. I stole the ball from Baby Shaq at half court, dribbled it, and gave it right back to him and played defense again. That shit, the <laughs> fucking did. shit. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold yes. Up. So yes. you steal the ball from Baby Shaq at I, half court. I'm guarding him at half You're court. You're guarding Baby to, Shaq at half court. Remember I, remember, I used to guard all these point guards yeah. in college from half court, full court. Yes. Full court, like, <laughs> like yes, 90 feet. So okay, I so guarded let me, him let me, like that. You're guarding Baby Shaq. He's dribbling at half court. I'm, I'm guarding him at half court. We're on the left side of the court. I hit the ball. Boom. He gets it. I hit it again. Boom. He's like, oh, fuck. Get it. This is how I rip it. I take it from him, I dribble twice, and I hand the ball back to him and start playing defense again. Yeah, that's fucked up. That's real disrespectful, and I've never heard that before in my life. That sounds... A couple of days, couple of days later, that's when they was like, hey, they want to sign you for the whole season. <laughs> Jerry, I was like, let's Jerry. go. I went from making $2,000 to 170000 because of that. That's crazy. Because of And that's for that? three months. That's crazy, bro. That is insane. So, I've yeah. never heard anybody do that. Yeah. You know? I'm on ESPN. I'm on video games, EA Sports, <laughs> NBA 2K. I'm winning MVP damn near every fucking game because I'm getting like 20 ducks a fucking game, bro. Right. Understand, I come from I come from college playing basketball to pro. Mm-hmm. So playing in the street ball shit, y'all not playing real defense. I'm getting buckets. Right. That's why it's an easy 45 for you. Like, it's, I'm, like I'm, play, I'm playing real defense, mm-hmm. so I'm stopping motherfuckers and getting buckets. Mm-hmm. So that's what happened with the boy Jamal Crawford. With me, Baron Davis, and uh, Kenny Bruner, fucking J.R. Smith, fucking um, Agent Zero, Gilbert Arenas, went out there. Yes, went out there to New York, Mm -hmm. and I gave Crawford 45. This motherfucker didn't even want to play for the first two quarters. He's sitting there watching this. We are Rucker Park. He's sitting there watching this. Kill Nate Robinson and some other NBA guys and shit and all these dudes. We're going at it. He debating. Shit, I put my shoes on. Shit, I I hear him talking to the crowd. Shit, I put my shoes on. They like, yeah, yeah. We looking at him like, yeah, nigga, put your shoes on. And get out there. Boom. Get this nigga bucket. He give me bucket. I give him bucket. We going bucket at the bucket. You and Jamal Crawford. I got 45. He got like 35, something like that. Uh, But you gave him buckets in in Rucker Park, bro, at the Mecca. Every basket dude's running on the court. That's insane. So that, it was like a t- it was like a timeout every after every fucking basket. It was something so dramatic and, and, that and pe- people that have never been in New York, Jerry, like fucking, they don't even understand the vibe out the there. The mecca as as of basketball yeah, yeah. is in New York City. Yep. that's where it's at. And did you feel? I don't know what else to say. I know, yeah. right? And and I can't say that I, you know, obviously I played there, and you wanted to come out with me both times that I was out I there. Did, just, I did. I did. It just didn't get to work out, but. I will say this, you were the one person that called me. I remember sitting, you know, in New York. You, we all know the story. I went out there to play at Rucker Park. It's been my dream forever and uh, I wanted to play at Rucker and I went out there and I killed it. And I just remember you you called me cuz you knew how important that was to me. You yeah. know, like and you said, dude, how was it? What do you think? Cuz you've been to New York. You're like, "Yo, what do you think about the vibe, you know? Are you eating?" I is love it, it. Isn't it crazy like seeing all these things? Oh, I love it. Right, me too. So. Me and you feel the same way. <laughs> But we got to get into Jerry Dupree going to North Korea, playing for, and you met right. Kim Jong, right? If I'm not mistaken, Kim Jong. Oh yeah, I met him, you, touched him, <laughs> fucking, he kissed me on the face. Like what the fuck? I got you kissed, kissed by a dictator, Kim Jong-un. bro. 
No, he kissed me. <laughs> fuck that. He kissed me. Yeah, that was weird as fuck. That was weird. That was hey, the most Jerry. weirdest experience of my life with Dennis Rodman crazy ass. I, North Korea is... Let me let me leave this. Leave it with North this. North Korea is a motherfucker. Ooh, I'm writing a book about it. Coming soon. Yes. Jerry's got a book he's writing. Jerry's got a, a new clothing line he's doing. What's the clothing line? Tags are racks. Tags the Racks for kids. Mm-hmm. You can check it out at tagstheracks.com. Mm-hmm. That's tagstheracks.com. We have t-shirts, hats, hoods. We have everything. Check and, us out, tagstheracks.com. And you're doing a free a shoe giveaway, too. Like, just, you know, uh, first you yeah. can buy a t-shirt. You know, show proof you did it. And Q4, uh, Jerry's you know, co- co-branding with Q4. They make dope basketball shoes. You know, yeah. like, do what you got to yeah. do. Check out Tags to Rags. And, and, and... We got to finish this, Jerry, because I think our after these stories we, we just told, like we're gonna finish this this week. Like the the second part of this this episode will be this week. So and, and I want I want somebody to win these shoes. So whoever's listening and whoever wants the size 13, thirteen all rare pair of brand new basketball Q four shoes, reach out, call in, let us know, and we'll figure it out because. I want to give these shoes away to someone. Let's do that. Let's make somebody's day, dude. Definitely. Hey, Jerry, this was amazing. You know I love you, bro. You're my guy. Love you too, bro. And uh, let's continue. Let's tell everybody about North Korea on episode two. Cool, cool. All right, fellas. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you. All right, bro. One love. One love. Peace. Like Mount Vesuvius I'm about due to erupt Use it or I'm losing it They say I need to loosen up Tight, I'm well taught I must do the max like Gluteus Bonos diddly squat Smart Alec, I'ma do it up Trying to win her heart But not just cause she got the biggest butt Lovely from the start I don't believe in beginner's luck I do have something to say So you better